everyone. Welcome back to But What Will People Say? I'm your host, Disha Mazeppa, and this is a South Asian interracial relationship and lifestyle podcast. Welcome back for another episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. So this week's episode is another one from the anonymous submission box. As always, it's down in the show notes. If you want to submit anything, um, I will try to get through them and answer as many as I can. This week's episode is about kind of what will people say, but from a standpoint of spending your money in order to like keep up appearances and make people or your family think that you've made it. Um, This was submitted a little while ago. So let's get to it. Okay, so this person submitted, they said, how to avoid spending too much just to prove to your parents that you've quote unquote made it while you're really just seeking their approval or just love with a little sad face. That's yeah, it's rough, dude. It's hard out there. I did ask the people, um, the listeners of the show um, to provide some feedback. And I also brought my friend Sidney on. So we'll try to give you some answers. And this person is in their 30s. Alrighty. Welcome back, Sid. Hi. So, what do you think? So, I'm trying to figure out, like, you know how Indian people are very stingy? So why does this person have to... That was my initial thought. I'm like, my parents wish I didn't spend any money ever. They would rather I live, like, as frugally as possible. But I guess there is that demographic of South Asians, too, that are very, like externally like not motivated but like it's very much keeping up appearances or do you think it's like not your parents but like society right like how much money you make like so-and-so's uncle's aunt's sister will find out or like how big the house you buy or the car you drive like your parents don't want you to spend the money but they want you to have it Right. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, I feel like there's the stereotype of like when I think of someone who cares about these things, I think of like the brown fuck boys out there. It's like you drive a Beamer, you own a lot of hair gel, you probably live in the city and you have five roommates, but you live in like a $6,000 a month like apartment. So that's how it's like you have the appearance of like this like crazy life in the city. You've got this like fancy car, but it's like you have six roommates. Yeah, exactly. You don't have an apartment. But we you never have a brothel. Hear, we never. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? But we never hear about the other six, right? Or yeah. the other five. You have, you have a penthouse suite. <laughs> yeah, you have a penthouse suite that has a million people in it. Um, but I think, yeah, there's a, there, but there is like that aspirational thing. It's hard because with social media, there's the pressure of like living this certain type of lifestyle and then within south asian culture of course it's like oh well this person has a nicer car like you said or a nicer house but the way i see it is with south asians it's like well they're gonna judge you no matter what you could literally own buckingham palace and they'll be like oh but like that woman died in it so why did you buy it like they'll find something <laughs> yeah you know? or it's not big enough right like or why don't you have two <laughs> right well like i have the castle in scotland so <laughs> it's better you got one so-and-so's 
daughter has two, <laughs> therefore. Yeah, and the thing is, like, they will find, like, the dumbest way to one-up you or judge you for it. It's like when you go to a wedding and the aunties that are talking shit in the back, like, oh, her dress isn't that nice. Or, like, oh, my daughter-in-law's dress was nicer. Or our decorations were more expensive. And it's just like, bro, who gives a shit? But it's, like, happens at the time when they're, like, devouring the food that you're paying for and you're, like, Damn. And complaining. Yeah, exactly. They're, like, this food sucks. And you're, like, what? Does it? Because you're on third plate, auntie. Does it look like that? Yeah, for real. Um, no, but in seriousness, I think the big point here is that you are aware that the person who wrote this was aware that they might just be seeking their parents' approval or their love and it's just hard because we do like our parents. It's conditional love. Say that, yeah. But as I've gotten older, what's made it easier is like it's never going to be enough. You but know? that's so freeing, exactly. Because you're like, then all that matters is whether you think it's enough, which also is difficult. As being, a, I don't know if you feel the same way as a brown girl. You're like, is this enough? Is this enough? I'm happy, but is this really enough? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean. And I think that's where that feeling of not being enough is, <laughs> oh, that's so real. Live with it every day. Uh, my self-worth is working on it. But even, like, it comes through in my relationship and stuff. We're, like, constantly asking Michael, like, do you still love me? Like, it's like, do you think I'm a good wife? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, but, like, what do I do that makes me a good wife? And he's like, you're just yourself. And I was like, wow, that's all? That's all it takes? Right? <laughs> Right? Because then you're just like, oh, do you still love me after, like, a fight? Or he's like, he's like, we fought about which pack of seltzer to buy. Are you yeah. sure? <laughs> like, you're really going to ask that now? This, this isn't the hill I die on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, but it's real. Like, I think it's so hard when our culture raises us to have such little self-worth. And then it starts to come out in these bizarre ways and like tendencies of like, oh, well, now I have to buy the Louis Vuitton bag and the BMW and the the really nice house with the big driveway. And if, yeah. and even then, even when you have those things, you won't be happy because you won't feel like it's enough. Yeah, definitely. Because then it's just like gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And once you accomplish and that's what's what's like destination happiness, right? It's like, I'll be happy when I'll be happy if and you get there and you realize maybe you're not, you know, because it never had to do with any of those places or things. Yeah. And I think that this person unfortunately probably struggles with like their parents and their like constant comparison to other things in life or yeah. what it should be, you know, and in your 30s is hard, too, is because that's when you're like trying to figure out how to what to do with your money right you're trying to figure out like how much to save how much to budget what you really want to buy what you really want in life yeah and know? then if you really spend the money you'll you'll hear the other side of oh well why did you spend all that money you shouldn't have yeah, yeah. so you're gonna lose either way so let's separate our self-worth from the money we spend that's and we can spend it on therapy i guess to unpack it but <laughs> no but like seriously it'll always be something like you could literally I, I've said this before, like brown girls could like have a PhD, be a NASA astronaut, solve world hunger and their parents will be like, but you're not married. So who cares? No, 100 percent. You know, or they look down, they're like, unfortunately, and I'm like, unfortunately, nothing. She's a rocket scientist. I wish I was. Right. <laughs> I probably would dump my boyfriend if I got to be a rocket scientist sometimes. Yeah. You know, 
Just once in a while. Just Every a now shot. and then you're like, mm, what's worth more to me right now? The moon or this one? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Mars is where all the rich people are going now. So if we're going to try to impress our parents with every anything, maybe it's tickets to Mars. Um, but we did ask the pod squad, all of you guys who listen to the show, uh, for some advice. My favorite one <laughs> for this question, someone just wrote, tell everyone you're broke. <laughs> that was great great response i like that some of you guys have the same like sass level as i do like that knee jerk to just like make a joke out of it like i say we're all just funny enough to be comedians but not institutionalized um okay someone wrote channel towards understanding why you need approval plus how their like your parents upbringing might affect their parenting um and that's the generational trauma. <laughs> so much of that. Because um, it's true. I think the older I get, the more it's like, oh, like being able to see why the things happened to you that your parents did to you because of what happened to them and the culture they grew up in. Yeah. Which probably makes my guilt worse because then I feel bad for my parents but then I have to constantly, like, my therapist is like, yeah, but that doesn't justify what they did to you. Like, you're sitting here in therapy trying to, like, make sure you don't fuck up your kids because of your own trauma and shit. And your parents just didn't. And that's like, obviously, they were in survival mode, but that still doesn't justify, like. Exactly. And that's the, the thing. You feel bad both ways. You feel bad for them, but you also feel bad for what it happened as a result of the, what they felt to you. you yeah, know? so buy a Gucci bag. <laughs> and that'll answer all your questions. <laughs> that'll answer all the questions. Buy some shit. <laughs> Shop. Or, like, me just buy a ton of art supplies, and you're like, that'll fill the void. That'll do it. <laughs> no, but that's the thing, right? Like, if spending that money this way makes you happy, then you you have to do it. You know, like spending on your art instead of the bag, right? Because if you're trying to prove something to someone, you're always going to be proving it. And what's the point? That's true. You know? I would rather have new art supplies than a Gucci bag. It's probably just as expensive. Yeah. <laughs> My art supplies are, yeah, I mean, I have professional grade, yeah. like, watercolors and stuff. They're uh, they're not cheap. But they are cheaper than a Gucci bag. Very few things that I buy are that expensive because I feel bad about spending money. That's also why this, that's also why this is hard for me to answer because like, I feel bad about buying myself coffee without a good reason for it. So (laughs) girl doesn't spend money on shit. When the reason is like, Oh, I'm thirsty. I want one. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because I felt like it. (laughs) Meanwhile, my husband walks into places and just like figures out what he can buy. Yeah. Like, we'll go to a fucking gas station. He'll walk out with a cup of coffee. I'm like, it's, this is a gas station. Yeah, when we're only and stopping he'll... for a bathroom break. And I'm like, why is Mike eating a full course of meal and has snacks? Like, thank you. Yeah, he'll, he'll like walk in, go to the bathroom and be like, yeah, I just like picked up some snacks and a coffee. I'm like, but why? We have snacks. He's like, I don't know. I saw it and I, and I wanted it. <laughs> is it. Isn't the ones you wanted. <laughs> uh, what else do people say? Uh, find out what your financial goals are to help you understand how you want to spend your money. Financial exactly. goals are important. I can't say I have them. I don't pretend to be a perfect person. <laughs> I do not have financial goals other than like don't be broke and end up on the street. Like, exactly. The goal is these days in this fucking economy is survival. Make more than you spend, right? Yeah. The like don't rule. spend more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like our our general rule has just been like 
being able to live off one salary. So like, even though we both work and have incomes, like knowing that we're not relying yeah, exactly. on both, uh, which is getting harder and harder these days, I gotta say. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's hard to be financially literate. It's also incredibly boring. Like, I follow that girls that invest account. Oh, me too. But all they t- all they talk about is like you have to invest in this portfolio and this thingy, and I'm like, I just like don't care. Like, I know I should, and I do have a 401k. That's what I was gonna say. I was that- like, I think about my my 401k is my Roman Empire. <laughs> Because I don't know how much money's in it sometimes, and then I gotta wake up and I'm like, "Is uh, that's good Mel, I guess." I know. <laughs> I know. I sit here telling like women to be financially independent. Meanwhile, like I literally just make my husband do it all, hundred <laughs> percent. And then, and then they look at it and they're like, "That's it." And I'm like, "Damn, I thought that was good." Yeah, I was like, "That's doing all right." Uh, yeah, but like obviously, like you kind of almost have to picture like, what do you want your life to look like? Because then you can kind of financially plan for that, at least to some extent. Like, exactly. do you want to spend your money on travel? Do you want to spend it on having a family and kids? Do you, whatever that future looks like outside of what your family told you your future should look like. Like, if your family is a family that cares a lot about, like, what other people think, are they building that life with the big house and the nice cars and the whatever, is that their vision for you or is it the vision you have for yourself? Because those can be very different. Like, maybe you don't want that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you don't want the white picket fence and the red door, you know, and like, okay, that's okay. Like, you can spend probably just as much money, you know, on a mortgage or a nice vacation a month and that's enough and that's nice and that's fun, you know? It might not be what your parents want, but you know what? It's better if you start Like, I just want a commune. (laughs) So, <laughs> with all your friends are connected <laughs> yes i just want to buy like a hundred acres and ev- all of our friends we like build our houses on it so we have some space but then like we all live there are neighbors and then we have a dog park 100 percent. that's what i want to spend my money on not that i have the money for it <laughs> but see those are my financial goals so ask yourself what are your financial goals in terms of what you want your future to look like um and make choices like that and I think just accepting that, like, our parents' approval and love is not only conditional, but basically impossible to get, which, like Sid said, is super freeing because it's like, oh, I'm never going to make you happy. Well, then I guess I'll just focus on making me happy because at least I'll win that way. (laughs) Exactly. And you also have to think about, right, you're in your 30s. Like, you're going to do you really want to live your life the whole way like this, you know, just chasing something for someone else when you don't even care? Yeah, and things won't make you happy. As cliche as it sounds, besides maybe like a jet ski, I feel like a jet ski might make me happy. Yeah, they say money can't buy happiness, but there is a number. Yeah, I think there's a number where like financial stability really buys freedom. But like spending every penny you make just to like prove something to other people is never going to make you happy. And you're always going to be chasing an unachievable goal. So having your own financial goals will make that a lot easier um other people that things they said they said learn to set your own boundaries around money what's important to you think about goals for your own future so that goes back to the same thing um just having boundaries of what you are willing to spend and the easiest way to do that is a budget 
right? Like, yeah. Have a budget and work within that and live within that. And don't be ashamed about maybe not being able to afford the nicest thing right now. I think we live in a world of instant gratification. Yeah. And so people forget that like most of us like did not growing up, did not grow up like going out to eat every night or going out to eat every weekend even. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like... And I feel like now like millennials, I see my friends and even like my husband and I, sometimes I'm like every weekend we go out to dinner at least once. And I'm like, I growing up never did that. It was a special occasion. And even then like going out on a special occasion was like going to TJ Fridays. Yeah, and that was like the most magical thing. You're yeah. like, wow, I'm going out to eat. Like, or like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. That was the oh, jam. That shit slapped. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird as an adult to go to Chuck E. Cheese now. It's so sad. Have you been to one recently? No, I want So to. there's one in this town and I like, yeah. I don't know if I went, I don't know why I went. Or maybe it was someone's birthday, like a kid's birthday. And I was like, this is the most depressing shit I've ever seen. But yeah. when I was a kid, I'm like, this is like Disneyland. Yeah. It's magical. Yeah. It was the most magical event. Right. And that's why sometimes even now when we go out to eat like on a random Thursday, like not like having dinner plans, but just being like out and it's like, oh, do you want to go for dinner somewhere? And I'm like, oh, are we allowed? And I tell myself we have food at home. (laughs) And my boyfriend's like, yeah, but, you know, we're adults like we can eat that food later. And I'm like, fair. Oh, okay. (laughs) And I'm like still like trying to rationalize it. And I'm like, okay, I think we can do this. (laughs) Yeah, for real. I'll still feel bad about it. Yeah, no, literally this week on Thursday, I went out to. (laughs) But yeah, and sometimes I give our moms so much credit where they would work Monday through Friday and cook cook every night. And I'm like, I work till seven and I work in my town. So it's not like I have a commute. But I get out of work at seven some days. I'm like, I'm just gonna get some Chipotle. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. And half the food I eat is definitely like microwave friendly. As much as I love to cook. Yeah. And I meal prep. But like I meal prep so I can stick it in the microwave. Yeah, exactly. To make it easier. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not. I think about my mom going to work and coming home every night and making like chakratli darbat, like all of it. And I'm every like, night. Every night. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't do it for a whole week. I'm like, what? Yeah. But then you have kids like us who are like, oh, I ate it yesterday. <laughs> and now, and now when my boyfriend's like, oh, um, do you want to eat this? And I'm like, I ate this yesterday. Like, <laughs> or he doesn't want to eat the same thing. And I'm like, you want me to make you something? <laughs> what do you mean? There's the freezer. <laughs> yeah, why don't you do that? So I don't know. He makes himself filthy though, anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's the other thing, right? We have the benefit of partners who are willing to cook and clean and do stuff like you know michael will text me and he'll be like oh do you want to like we me to start anything for dinner and i'm like our moms didn't really have that yeah and that was also the thing right they had to do everything from scratch and they didn't have that at all and then they had kids too and i can't even imagine that you know and now i'm like wow i'm Maybe this is a product of their American dream. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, I don't know. We're really veering off topic here. Um, but I feel like that's really it. We just have to separate ourselves from the feeling of spending money to impress other people and creating your own financial goals and painting a picture of your future of what you want it to look like um, and just fuck what everybody else thinks, which is easier said than done in our culture. But Hopefully this podcast helps you not give mm-hmm. a shit. Or to realize you're not alone in that, you know. Yeah, we're yeah. all in it. We get it, girl. 
So yeah, hope this was helpful. And if you guys want to submit anything in our anonymous submission box, make sure you do that and I will try to get to it. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode, you leave us a review on iTunes. You can find the show on all major streaming platforms. You can find me on Instagram at disha.mazeppa. You can shop my Etsy shop, Disha Mazeppa Designs. Find out everything you want to know about this show at dishamazeppa.com. And if you or someone you know would like to be a guest, you can email bwpspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye. This podcast is hosted and produced by Disha Mystery Mazeppa. Music for the show was created by Crexwell. Mm-hmm.